And then there are some things we do, like having to meet with babies for the first time, that are actually pleasure and joy. So yes, while it's been a journey, and there's been some bumps, and there's going to be some others, God is still in control, and God is building His church. The title of my message today is taken, is pray for us, and the scripture passage is out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 through 28. And most of you know this, for those that don't, you have to excuse me. There's two reasons I don't like. The one is because I can't stand behind pulpits very well. That's not how I preach. And the other one is I can't really trust my voice to hold up um, like it's been thus far for the entire time. So if I hold the mic, I can get it a little closer or a little farther away. If you were here this morning, the brother who preached made a comment that maybe I'm going to preach a sermon now this afternoon. And that isn't my practice at ordination services. If I am asked to preach, I'll probably preach to the church and the community. And so that's what I intend to do today. This is a solemn day. It's also an exciting day. It's exciting because of our faith to become a pastor of a church. Brother in the work of God's kingdom. Another worship, labor in the field. It's sobering or solemn because about the time that that hits you, what's happening, so does the way of responsibility. Thank you. And while yes, there's exciting things in ministry, there's also labor and concern. But I think for me, and maybe for you too, the biggest reality is that this is my charge, not where And that's where we look to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit takes me around and builds God's kingdom. It's this mixture of emotions. Responsibility, joy, excitement that brings us to a place where God can use us as humans for His plan and His purpose. Because we realize that we're weak. And as Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And my experience, he should have added sometimes on certain means. It's amazing what God can do with a man and a woman, or men and women, when they recognize that and cast themselves on God to provide 
because only he can provide what is needed. And Elias, you said a well this morning, and I echo it again this afternoon. It's not about us, it's about God and the And in our recognition, God can do great things. You stop to think about who has the power to do I'm going to take you back several thousand years at this time to one of the greatest leaders of men that ever was, but he's also known as the weakest man. Turn with me if you would like to Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. Especially when they saw what happened. 
Unfortunately, some of the work of the ministry is sometimes peacemaking. 
shape. And we've all lived long enough and in the current circumstances around us, we all know that living peacefully and living in unity don't mean to always agree about everything. But it means that we know each other as brother and sister well enough to know where they are, how they feel, and by the grace of God, we're willing to give grace where grace is needed and their peace. The other attribute of that is, as the outside of time arrives, when we have peace in ourselves, it proves that we practice what we preach and that we can actually live our life of love and peace even when we have differences. I exhort you, brother, the world that the run will be coming to people like support the weak and patient towards all men. That's the challenge to each one of us. And I know you're probably sitting out there thinking, Jason, that's the work of the preacher. It is. You're right. It's the work of the church. It's the work of the ministry. So Paul did write this message to the ministry. That's not what it said in the last time I heard he wrote to the church. We must all be about our Father's business, just as Christ was, not just the ministry. Every one of us must be about our Father's business, where we are called. Yes, for some, we probably think that will be in the past. For others, it will be something else. But God has a plan, a purpose, and a call each of our lives to work building his kingdom the kingdom of God verse 15 is a top one it's pretty easy for me to not render, render evil for evil if that means a slap in the face or something like that But what it really means is that God cut me off when I was in a big hurry. And I just want to walk or something up in the breath and shake my head. That's difficult prayers. That takes the grace of God. That's what it's talking about. And I like the point Paul makes. He says,
and we had our men to meet, but you can always find something to be thankful for. Always. There is something to be thankful for. It's a matter of if we're going to see it or not. That's what we're called to do. To live gratefully. And if I live gratefully, and I see the good in things, then very likely, I'll be a grateful person and not the light and the load of someone to encourage you or come beside you. Quench not the spirits, I not prophesize. We all know the work of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that reminds me when I'm out there under my breath, but the God pulled out in front of me that I should not do that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Paul's admonition is don't Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Play out things. Look down the road. Be perceptive. Hold all the good. And you're going to say that that's impossible. 
change the phraseology a little bit. And then it sounds very beautiful. But it's also life changing. If I change the phraseology to be, be constantly aware of God the Father and your Lord Jesus Christ in all situations, every part of your day, every part of your life, be in communication with them. Seek what their will would be. And how should I do it? She was bedridden for 50 years. 
for most of those 50 years, she would ask to have a proper She would write letters to her brother. And she would spend hours each day in prayer on behalf of his ministry. Her body may have been paralyzed, but her soul and spirit. I gave you two examples of the power of praying for the leaders. Take heed to all that I share, but mostly take heed to pray for our and faith, for the elder board, for other church leaders in the community, in the nation, in the world, and for missionaries. We think about people like Charles Spurgeon, and we think of the inspiration they are to us in the world itself. But I do believe that without, like he said, the prayers of mere men and women, because I pray for they would have success in this. God has chosen to build his church, not with individual men and women, but with each one of us, taking part in building. Pray for each other, wherever you find yourself, wherever your brother or sister finds themselves. Faithfully work in serving Him and lifting those around us up. God is using each one of us to build His kingdom. And when I say that, I'm not just speaking to the members of our life and those that attend. We are one body building the kingdom of God. By God's grace and power, for His glory, and we do it by serving each other. That's a call on each of our lives. Let's be faithful. Let's pause for prayer. Father, we again humbly come before you.
to strengthen them, to guide them and direct them, to enable them for your work in this place, in this time, in this community. And Father, we pray for each church represented under our walls this afternoon. And those who are in this community, that you would continue by your grace and power to strengthen them to build your kingdom, to accomplish their purpose at their place and to fulfill their call. Father, we ask you now that as we move forward, that all that is said and done is to your honor and your, your glory, that you may be lifted up, that we would see you.